Welcome back to our podcast series entitled Friend of the Father, where together we open up God's Word and seek to develop a deeper and more meaningful relationship with Him. If you'd like any more information about who we are and our times of worship, please visit traderspointchurch.org. With that said, please grab your Bibles and join along in our study today. Hello and welcome back to our podcast series entitled Friend of the Father. We've been talking over the past several months now about different ways in which we can strengthen and deepen our relationship with God, and we are right at the end of this series. This is the last uh, episode that we're going to do specific to a topic, and we'll do a wrap-up episode next week. Uh, But today we're going to conclude our conversation Uh, considering the relationship that Peter had with God. We've been looking over the past couple of weeks at the relationships that some different individuals had and some of the uh, takeaways from those relationships. And today we're going to focus on a New Testament character in Peter. And obviously Peter, being one of Jesus's apostles, was close to Christ for the majority of his time on earth And we're given a lot of information about the relationship that Peter had with Christ, uh, the positives and the negatives of that. They had some ups and downs and some rocky moments in that relationship, Um, and we're going to talk through some of those. But ultimately, what we're going to see in Peter is a man who, while there were some mistakes made and probably some regrets along the way that he had, he was a man who was dedicated to to Christ and dedicated to following him and serving him, and that continued not only during Christ's ministry, but as we'll see after that as well. And so there's a lot of a lot of good lessons, I think, that we can take away from Peter by taking an honest look at his relationship with Jesus and how we can strengthen our relationship as well. And so, Jeremy, as, as I started thinking about this, I started just writing down some words that came to mind in regards to Peter's relationship and just the type of person that he was. And, and there were four of them that came to mind. He was emotional, he was impulsive, he was passionate, and he was bold. Those were the four words that I came to came to mind for me, and I'm sure there are a lot of others that that we could think of in regards to describing the type of person that he was. But I think his character is seen in his relationship with Christ, and I think that was one of the things that really stood out to me as I was studying through this. It was was just how much his character shone through as you see the interactions between him and Jesus. So maybe we can start with that just by looking at Peter as a person, and then we can dive into some of the more specific instances that we see in Scripture in regards to his character and his relationship with Christ. Yeah, one thing that you made mention of already is the simple fact that we've really got a, a pretty full picture of his relationship with Jesus from the from the four Gospels. I mean, there's there's really a lot said about Jesus and his relationship with Peter. And, you know, I'll go one step further. We have a lot of even specific, very individualized pictures of Mm -hmm. Jesus and his relationship that he has with Peter. I mean, you know, there are generalized pictures of Jesus and his apostles of them doing things together. You know, those are there for sure. And there's lessons that can come from those. But we we have a lot of pictures of Jesus and Peter individually. Mm-hmm. Now there are you know certainly moments, and we may talk about some of them where Peter, James, and John right. have very uh, specific moments with Jesus. But then on top of that, there are moments where it's just Jesus and Peter yeah. in play. Yeah. You don't see that. Maybe John sort of. Uh, you know, John makes reference in his mm-hmm. gospel about maybe some of those very private moments. 
uh, James and John a, a couple of times, but Peter throughout the Gospels, where they, he has these very individualized moments. And I, I like Peter here at the very end of our whole study. Um, one of the things I wrote at the very top of my notes that I have in front of me right now is that Peter's relationship with Jesus transformed who he was as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, that's what a relationship with God should do. It, it should tra- And you see that with Peter. I mean, he was all of the things that you made mention of, but you see him transforming. Yep. Even his own name, right? Even right. his name changes. Yeah. But he transforms who he is as a person. And the reason he does is because of his relationship with Christ. And that ultimately should be what a relationship with God should do for us. It should transform us. It Mm -hmm. should change us uh, from where we were into where we're going because of that relationship. And I think Peter is a great example of that very thing. Yeah, I I think you're you're 100% right. And you can see that at different moments in Peter's life where, where Christ is almost chiseling away at oh, yeah. him Great work. a yeah. little bit because you can see the the impulsiveness that comes through I you know I had written down in Matthew chapter 14 when Jesus is walking on the water and, and Peter comes out to him and his faith wavers there for a moment and he begins to sink you can see that in Peter is there is a an initial desire to to jump out there and be with Christ but then you know he jumps and then he starts to think and then things start to fall apart for a moment. And then you get the interaction with between him and Christ. And we, we may talk about some of these in more detail, but you get the interaction between him and Christ where Jesus is telling him that he is going to turn his back on Christ. And Peter just flat out tells him, you're wrong, Jesus. I'm not doing that. You know, he's talking to the Savior of the world telling him, you got this one wrong. Yeah. I mean, you can see those moments in Peter's life and the way that he interacts with Jesus where, where Christ has to correct him and has to mold him and shape him. And, and those changes aren't always pleasant. They're, they're painful at times. And certainly that's the case, I think, with us. We, we all have characteristics about us that in order for us to fully submit our will to God's, he has to chisel away parts of us and reshape our attitudes in certain situations. And sometimes those are painful moments for us to do. But in order to have the type of relationship that we've been talking about over the past several months with God, that has to happen. We have to allow him to mold us into the kind of person that he wants us to be and into the type of person that can have that relationship with him. And so those are those are difficult times we have to go through. And Peter's a great example of someone who went through those times because you're absolutely right. He was a transformed person in a, in a variety of different ways because of his relationship with Jesus. Yeah, I love that picture that you're given about Jesus chiseling away. I, I don't want to dive into it too deep because we may you know, have opportunity to do it a little bit later on, but I, I certainly see that with Jesus' relationship and the conversation that he has with Peter, the very last conversation that they have in John 21. To me, that is a mm-hmm. great example of the transformation yep. and him chiseling away where you have Peter still reeling from the emotion of everything that has happened from Jesus's crucifixion and death to his own denial of Jesus to his resurrection, right? And you have all of these things playing. And then that now very private conversation that Jesus has with Peter. And in all of it, Jesus pointing Peter to his evangelistic uh, nature of what what is going to come next, right? Yeah. This is where you're going to be. This is your what your focus is going to be on my sheep, feeding my sheep, right? This mm-hmm. is where your focus is going to be. 
in John's gospel, there being the last, I mean, it is literally a page, you know, you turn in your Bible and you get into the book of Acts and you yeah. see Peter in Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4. It, you, you have to think it, it is now spinning off of that conversation mm-hmm. that he had with Jesus in, in John 21, right? So now you have this very intimate, yeah. very emotional conversation that happens there at the end of John's gospel and the immediate impact that it has on who Peter becomes evangelistically. And now it is looking back in every way to that conversation. It is remarkable when you think about you know, Peter being a fisherman before Christ called him, and you, you think about the lower points in his life, uh, even in his, his relationship with Christ when he's certainly at the end denying him, uh, but even prior to that, you know, his faith wavers when he's walking on the water, and uh, he he has these moments, but then you see what all of those moments with Christ did for him when you get into the pages of Acts, and you just think for a second, this is not the same man that we met for the first time when Jesus is calling the Twelve. He is a different man. And he's a different man because of the relationship that he's had with Christ. Yeah, that's right. And, and you can see that then, you know, through he, the letters that he wrote later in the New Testament convey that same message. This is a man who, who even after now Christ is gone, he is dedicated to him in a way that is almost unfathomable when you think about his background and you think about some of the flaws in his character and the type of person that he is. But, but that's what a relationship with Christ can do. And, it, and in that relationship with Christ can have that type of an impact on all of us. Where, when we come to have such a deep, meaningful relationship with him the way that Peter did, man, the, the transformation that we will see in ourselves is just remarkable. And I know you can, I'm sure, think of people who you've seen similar transformations in in your life as well. And it's just an amazing thing to witness when you see someone truly come to know Christ in a similar manner that Peter did, because it will change someone forever. And it did so for Peter. And because of that change, thousands upon thousands of people came to know Christ because of the change in Peter that developed through that relationship with Jesus, his impact lived on long after he died. His impact was continuing to live on as a result of that. He's a great picture of what Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, right? I mean, it is that admonition not to be conformed to the world, Mm -hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You take that idea and you you may ask yourself the question, you know, what does that look like? Certainly you can look at Paul Mm -hmm. and see what mm-hmm. that transformation looks like. And, and certainly that all begins with an interaction that he has with Jesus on the road to Damascus. But you, you're able to take Peter. I think it's even a better picture from Peter, who certainly had a very different relationship than what Paul, yeah, you know, he has right. that moment relationship with Jesus on the road. But, you know, Peter spends countless, has to be hours yeah. with Jesus, hour upon hour upon hour with Jesus while he's here on this earth. And the transformation because of that relationship is what that, to me, that passage is all about. And so that should, as we've spent, you know, week after week after week talking about our relationship with God, it is the transformative nature mm-hmm. of what that relationship really is all about. It is the power that God has, you know, certainly, but it is in every way to to transform us into something else. And that is certainly what we see from Peter. And I think one of the other things that I take away from this is, 
the process of, of doing exactly what you just described, it takes some time. It does. And, and it's important that we be patient with that process. And I think we get a good picture of that with Peter because even at, even at the end of Jesus' life, after having spent three years roughly with him, he's still struggling with these things. He He's by no means a perfect man. He hasn't gotten all these things figured out. I mean, even to the point where you know Jesus is going to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane on the night that he's going to be betrayed, he, he's going to be dead in hours, and Peter falls asleep. He can't even stay up with him through the night. And then, of course, when the guards come to take Jesus away, what's Peter do? He draws his sword to try and prevent it from happening. Even after Jesus has tried to tell them, about what's going to happen. He's still struggling to put these things together in his mind. And so we have to be patient with this process. It's not going to happen overnight. It may not even happen after three years. It's going to take time, and there's going to be a lot of bumps on the road along the way. But we need to continue to work at this relationship because it's worth it. And, and Peter's a, a great example of, of the, the fact that putting in the work is worthwhile in the long run. But don't get so defeated every time there's a bump in the road. Look look at Peter, and, and honestly, the other examples we've been looking at over the past several weeks, Moses and David, I mean, all of these people are extremely flawed men, but they continued to work on their relationship with God, and it paid off for them in the long run. And the same is true for us. The, the constant work and effort that we put into developing and building this relationship with God, it will bear fruit. We, we need to be patient with that, but continue to put in the work. And, and we see that with, with Peter. He's a great example of someone who continued to put in the work, even during the difficult times, even during the moments where he was weak. He continued to, to push through those things and turn to Christ and look to him as his example. And you can see how that relationship then continued to build over time. Yeah, and I think also, I mean, just on the flip side of that, I think looking at Peter and his life, certainly in his relationship with Christ, not only was it patience from Peter's side, but you're also seeing patience from yeah. from Christ's side. Now, he, he wasn't willing to let Peter slide. Mm-hmm. That that patience doesn't equate to sliding on uh, you know things that needed to be, because he rebuked strongly Peter, more outside of maybe the Pharisees. Yeah. No one, he wasn't speaking to anybody as strongly as he spoke <laughs> to Peter I don't think Peter he called sometimes. anybody else Satan, if, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly if I remember right. correctly. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, get behind me, Satan, right? So, I mean, he is, so he's not letting things slide, but yet there is a a level of patience. I mean, there's just no question Mm -hmm. about it. I mean, it is, I mean, it's an incredible picture of, you know, what God wants. And we've talked so much about this over the weeks, right? That God, he wants, he desperately wants to have a relationship with us and he wants it to be close and he wants it to be tight and he wants it to be personal and intimate. He wants all of those things. And so he's going to he's going to be patient. He's going to do everything that he can to make sure that happens. And, and a part of that is you know the patience. The part of that is being there when we are ready. Mm-hmm. And certainly that's where Jesus was, who was there every time Peter was in need of him. Every time Peter was looking for him, Jesus was there every single time. Yeah, and that's I love the the way that it's illustrated for us when Peter has denied Jesus for the third time and they make eye contact. Right. And you you get a picture of exactly what you just described. Now, Jesus is not even next to Peter. He's now a little ways off. He's in the midst of a mock trial. He's, but yet he's still there for Peter. He is still there for Peter to, to catch his eye when Peter has denied him for the third time. 
and that moment brings Peter to tears, literally, and, and actually is a, a turning point in his restoration back to Christ. And, and so you get that picture of what you just described, where every time Peter stumbles, Christ is there for him. And he's there to help him bring him back. He did that, again, I referenced a moment ago in the Garden of Gethsemane, but Peter was true to his word when he had told Jesus he was ready to die for him because he drew his sword when there were a bunch of Roman guards around. Peter didn't have a chance in that fight. He was going to die if necessary, and Jesus intervened and put a stop to that and brought peace to the situation and saved Peter's life, likely, in that moment. And so you see every time Jesus is there to help him, to try and turn him back. And to your point, he, he's, not, he's not content to allow Peter to stay where he is. He wants to challenge him to do better and challenge him to grow. And that's what Christ does for us too. When we study through his word, when we pray to him, when we uh, put the time and the effort into developing this relationship, it's going to challenge us to grow. Staying in this place that we are now is not going to be an option. We're going to be continually pushed to be better, to be stronger, to grow closer to Christ, to be more like him. And that, that's what God does for us. And it's a wonderful, beautiful thing. It's not always a pain-free experience, but it's a wonderful, beautiful thing as it pushes us closer to God. Yeah, and, and, and that understanding of when I have God there with me, I have that relationship, what I'm able to be, what I'm able to accomplish, what I'm able to overcome— it is, it's, you know, it's with God, nothing is impossible, right? It is that level of of understanding. And that's what we see, you know, with Peter. I mean, it's, you know, it's interesting to me of all of the times, you know, you have Jesus and Peter and Peter being able to do things with Jesus there mm-hmm. versus things that he tries to do on his own, yeah. right? We've already bringing up, we've already brought up, you know, Jesus walk or Jesus walking on the water and Peter going out there, Matthew chapter 14, right? Jesus walking on the water, you know, and Peter says, listen, what, what's what's in the way basically of me coming out to you? And Jesus says nothing. You know, if you want to come on out to me, come on out. And, and Peter does, right? And we know that his focus on Jesus is what's allowing him to literally walk on the mm-hmm. water. And yep. we know that because the text tells us when the, the waves and the wind catches attention, he begins to sink. Well, what, what saves him? What brings him back to the top of the water? Well, mm-hmm. it's Jesus again. He's there, you know, he's there with him. And so you see it in that very, I mean, really very obvious things, but you see it in other ways as well. You've made mention of, of Peter being a fisherman, a professional fisherman, but all of the pictures we have of, of Peter and James and John are professional fishermen actually fishing <laughs> in the New Testament. They're terrible at it. I mean, they're, all, they're awful. They never are catching anything on their own, right? But when Jesus shows up, they're the greatest fishermen that's ever been. Now, that's not, you know, that's the point isn't there that, you know, with Jesus, you could be the greatest fisherman that's ever, you know, been. But I think there is a point that it, there's a difference in having Jesus mm-hmm. with you and not having Jesus with you. And you see it, man, so many times through the life of Peter. And that has to be a lesson that we've got to have. I mean, what we can make it through this life with Jesus next to us. Mm-hmm. We push him away. We don't have a relationship and we have no we have no chance to make it through. And it's kind of an elementary application, but it is one of the biggest, I think, when you think about uh, Peter and his relationship with, with God. I love that. Another great example of what you just described is, is there in Matthew 26 when Jesus has been taken 
into custody, and we're told in verse 58 that Peter followed him at a distance. And it's when there's distance between him and Christ, what does Peter do over the next several verses? He denies him three times. And and so to your point, the the proximity to Jesus Mm -hmm. is is a clear clear, uh, distinguishing factor for Peter in terms of how he's going to react. When Jesus is there, when he's focused on him, he's locked in. Mm -hmm. He's ready to go. He'll do anything for him. But when distance gets in the way, when his attention is taken elsewhere, that's when Peter stumbles. And and to your point, I mean, that's the most elementary principle we could possibly talk about on this podcast, right? Stay focused on Jesus, and you'll be able to be more like Jesus and have a closer relationship with him. But in reality, that, that is something we have to be reminded of constantly. If we're focused on Christ and we're invested in his word, and we're spending time with people who are like-minded in that regard, serving Christ and being more like him is going to be much more natural to us. But the moment that we begin to put distance between us, between his word, between our brothers and sisters in Christ, that's when the, that's when Satan is going to see an opportunity to sneak in. And we see that in as clear as you could possibly see it in the life of Peter, that whenever there was distance, whenever his attention was elsewhere, he was in trouble. But when Christ was there and he was focused, he was good. He was good to go. And I think that's a great lesson for us and one that, again, while it sounds very, very simple, it is something that every single one of us has to focus on daily. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we talked about to build a great relationship? It takes time. It takes having communication, right? You've got to be constantly in communication Mm -hmm. with the person you want to have a great relationship with. And if that is broken, the relationship suffers, right? I mean, we see see this all the time. I mean, you know, I don't know if this is the best example, but it's one that popped into my head. I mean, you, you and I have been clear of high school for, you know, quite some time. And if you were to ask us, I mean, how many high school, you know, friends do we have, you know, continually right now? It's none, right? I mean, none of them that I'm in still, you know, communication with. But if you were to ask me when I was 17 years old and a junior in high school, I had the closest friends, you know, you could ever imagine. Well, I was around them every day. I was talking to them every day. I was spending time with them every day. And they were the closest friends. We would have thought, hey, we're going to be friends forever. Mm -hmm. But now 20 years later, because that separation is there, there's no no relationship. What was a close relationship isn't a relationship anymore because of that space. Yep. And you're right, it is such an elementary point, but it's one that we have to be reminded of because a relationship with God works in exactly the same way. We certainly see it here with Peter. Yeah, and we've seen that with all of the the people that we've talked about over the past several weeks. You know, I think about David and and when he was when he sinned with Bathsheba, you know, he was somewhere that he shouldn't be, he was lingering when he shouldn't have been there, God wasn't anywhere in his mind during that time period. But we see times in his life where he is very close to God, certainly as he writes the Psalms and he pours his heart out to God. And it's that, it's that character trait within David that leads him to be a man after God's own heart. But, but it has to be something that is, is practiced, and it has to be something that is consistent within our lives. And we, have, we, we literally have to train ourselves. We have to train ourselves that... Listen, I, I can't allow myself to go more than a day without 
reading God's word, without praying to him, without being in communication with him. I just can't because one day will turn into two days, which will turn into a week, which will turn into a month. And then the next thing you know, that relationship is gone. We can't allow it to suffer that way. We need him every single day of our lives. We need him there. And once we recognize that constant need, that's going to make carving out time in our day to read or carving out time in our day to pray, it's going to make it more important. It's going to be a priority for us because I know I need this. I, I Just like I need to eat, just like I need water to drink, I need time with God because that relationship is what sustains me. And, and I think we see some of these examples that we've been looking at over the past several weeks, and it's just a good reminder to me that I, I need to remember just how important it is to be close to God, to be close to Him every day, and to not let that relationship begin to waver. Because when it does, Satan is going to pounce on that opportunity, and he's going to take advantage of that. Yep, and, and then you get into, from Peter's perspective, you get into you know, his, his, his sermons in Acts 2 and, and 3, and, and the preaching he does even in Acts 4, it, it now becomes... Uh, let, let me tell you a story mm-hmm. about my friend, right? Let me tell yeah. you a story about my Savior. Let me tell you a story about something I'm intimately familiar with, right? And so it comes out so naturally because it, of how close that relationship is. That's what sharing the gospel is all about. And you're like, well, is that going to have an impact? Well, read Acts chapter 2, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it, is, it is Peter who's, yeah. who's talking about Jesus and the way that he does. Read the book of First John mm-hmm. and read about how it is that John is talking about Jesus, someone who he adores. Yeah. Yeah, people are going to take notice of that, and it's going to be the same thing. That's what evangelism is all about. That's what yeah. sharing the gospel is all about. Let, let me let me tell you about my closest of friend. Let me tell you about the most important relationship in my life and the impact that it had for me and now the impact that it can have for you. And that's what you see from Peter and the other apostles, for sure, the other disciples yeah. and the other the other proclaimers, uh, Paul, in the exact same way, right? You see that. But that's when evangelism becomes real, when it, it, it is a real relationship for the person sharing, right? Mm-hmm. It, it is when, it, when the... One listening is able to see that, man, the impact is powerful at that point. It really is. Well, let's go ahead and wrap things up there. We want to thank everyone for uh, taking some time out of your day to, to join us as we've talked about Peter and his relationship with Jesus. Hopefully this has been helpful to you, and we certainly appreciate your time. Uh, next week, please join us as we wrap up this particular series. The podcast itself will continue. We'll just wrap up this series, and then after that, we'll begin something a little bit different, uh, and we'll tell you about that next time. We want to thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week.